Action economy. Our newly shaved bald friend here. In a town of Wooster. I've put up with shit from you guys because I've been your friend for so long. Telling us that you're leaving, she will probably come at. Oh, I can make you suffer in a myriad of the ways. Character. They have a a D and D thing with nerds. DD mouth to mouth. Opened it up to a much wider. They were all huge. Hoopla, shabalaba, whatever. You're here. We're so glad you're here. You're listening to Roll with the Party with the Bakery Crew. I'm Ken. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. Oh, wait, Chip. I'm Chip. You gotta move closer to the mic, Chip. This is the anger mic. Yeah, you might want to do her mic. He situated it so that it was just me. So now we gotta re... re Okay. How is it now? Can you hear me? Can you hear Chip? Chip is here now. I'm Chip. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Bakery Crew. All right, today we don't have anyone new to introduce, so you know us all, you love us all, and you're here for it. So we are going to jump right into rolling initiative. Everyone, let's see those rolls. Here we go. Oh, Mikey, piece of... Yeah. It's not even yellow dice. Oh, man. Oh, I'm last. All right, Mike, what'd you get? I got a natural 20. Yes, you did. Did you That's... roll that yellow die? Nope. Oh, no. I'm a nine. I'm also a nine. I have a nine. Jeez, Whoa, what's off. up with this? I got a 17. Here goes the second roll. Oh! Natural 20. Nine. Natural two. <laughs> natural two. <laughs> and I got a four, so I'm last. Uh, Mike, you get to start off the show. What do you got? Well, um, I'm going to talk about something that I know is going to bring a lot of consternation. I'm going to talk about how hard it is to die in 5e. This game needs to have some skin in it. You need to have the option to lose. And in my mind, uh, the best way and the only way really to lose is to lose your character. You can lose gold. You can lose friends. You can lose pets. Um, that sucks. Uh, DMs can make you suffer. They can have your friends turn on you. They can have uh, compatriots decide they don't like you anymore. They, they can put you up against ungodly creatures that yeah. could kill you if they want to. blow your ass up. Demi oh, consistently. Consistently. And um, there's a bevy of ways we can make your life suck. But here's the deal. D&D 5e, I consider to be very soft. Um, there are so many different ways for you to come back from death uh, three death saves. Let, let's start there. That's ridiculous. You get three chances to survive. All you have to do is have somebody come over and pour a little bit of healing potion in your mouth or throw you the lightest healing spell when you're back on your feet again. You can go down to one hit point. Am I wrong, Balkus? No, you're right. It's, it's pretty easy to throw a uh, healing word. And even if you do die, even if you do go to the three felt saves and no one gets to you to put a potion in your mouth and and you're by yourself and you're in uh, in a hole somewhere that no one knows if your party goes and looks for you and all of a sudden somebody lit a fire and and your dust guess what all you need is a true resurrection spell yeah you can get resurrected from nothing yeah yeah that i don't like that i don't either no i think that you to it's risk and reward if there's no risk why is the reward you know, it's, to me, it, it's a soft, soft way to, to have people not have their feelings hurt. 
we play a realistic based game. I know it's a role playing game, but I, I want people to understand they can lose their character if they make a bad decision. They can lose their character if they go against somebody tougher than them. Right? Yeah, I so, mean, then you just don't go around fighting everybody. You can you have a chance to die, which is much more role playing capability. If you have to role play your way out of that, if you have a face, that's party roles. We'll get to that someday. If you have a face in the game and somebody that can talk your way out of a problem, I think you get more experience points for doing that than you do trying to fight something you know you can't beat. So so I, I agree with you in general concept. The one thing I want to point out, though, is it, it, it is a function of level, though. So things like True Resurrection, most parties don't have access to that kind of, of magic during the game. No, but they can go find somebody that does. And, but you have to pay for it, too. Or quest for it. Quest for it. And you have and forever to do it. And it's expensive. Yes, you have forever to do it, but what do you, what's to say the rest of your party doesn't die trying to resurrect you? That's a possibility. But a TPK, uh, that, that should be something that is possible. And realistically, you better have a lot of good friends down there to go through a quest to find you uh, the reason to get back to life again, to find you the money, the components, or whatever that individual wants you to do to get that individual back to life again. Yes, and, and I would also point out that uh, with the three death saves, I, I agree you, it gives you a lot of chances to come back from being down uh, you know, to zero hit points. Uh, another thing, uh, our game does have a lot of players, so we have a lot of uh, character actions, which does counter that a bit. In your standard game, you're probably talking three to five players. That's a much lower, uh, what do you want to call it? Action, Action economy. economy. And uh, there we go. Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, But um, with that action economy, the the more actions the player characters have, the more chances they have to save that downed character. So we should talk about, we did institute a rule in our game, back to home, home rules, that if you truly die... The next time you truly die, it makes it that much harder to come back. You're, you're going to start to kind of build up a, a resistance a, a to resistance the magic. To well, that's only, that's only to true resurrection, though, not revives. But uh, Agreed, yeah. It's not to a... It's not, and, and that, well, that's a, <laughs> that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah, right. uh, the whole revivify thing where you've got a minute to basically yep. undo uh, death. And a minute is life. Uh, and and in a, yeah, in action, a minute is... It's 10 rounds, so you've got a long time to go after somebody. Our newly shaved bald friend here, Mr. Chip, is a opponent to this talk. Yeah, let's hear an opponent, because you guys are really loving on each other, yeah. agreeing well, with each do. other. And Yeah, sorry. It's very much like um, the, the the magic level that you decide is going to be in your campaign. Like, if you want it to be harder, then you should craft it that way. But I too much like the chance of death is i'm here to have fun i'm here to adventure like if it's too easy to die i don't want to re-roll a character every week like that's that's boring it's, it's also like lazy torrent storytelling if you're if you're if the death is the the only uh what do you call it the only the only like, out your consequence has. like yeah. the only like sense of loss is death like come on like write some other stuff like i'm here to play i don't want to die We've had people that have started characters that have died the first game that they had their character. Killed by other I, characters? I, Killed go, by other player characters. Go. Yeah, me. Like, if, yeah. if another character kills me, I'm not playing with that group. Well, I... Like, I, I don't... Like, that's... That, doesn't, that I, doesn't sound like a good vibe to be if someone in the group that you just started playing with kills you. Well, there were reasons for it. In the, go, go. In, in the town of Wooster, 
we encountered some people and Cog got uh, brainwashed and killed me uh, with his newly wedded pistol. Mm -hmm. And I had to make my three death saves and I failed twice. Twice in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Ken gave me his dice and I rolled 20s i think all the way through. yeah your dice was cursed that's right i said dude dude, dude no, no no don't roll that dice but, roll this one but as a new player i've, I've almost died twice already mm-hmm. i almost died twice with cog cog died with me and that was it but that's almost so yeah. you're saying the common denominator is cog i may be see i i kind of agree with chip here on the fact that if i'm a new player coming into a group and one of the PCs kills me, I'm probably not coming back to that group. Well, well, now, you know was, now, I've put up with shit from you guys because I've been your <laughs> friend for so long. I don't know what it's like to not be well, your I friend. Mean, if, that, if that PC, if that new player was was being the jerk then and he got killed, then that, that's on them. But if you're, you know, somebody just has some angst We don't you. have anybody down there that would actually kill a player character on purpose. Seriously. No, not right now, but no. I'm just saying. No. It's a we don't group. have that archetype down there. We we yeah, do have Hank. we do have people <laughs> we do have people down there like Kim. If you decide to leave the group knowing all the secrets you know, you try to sneak away without telling us that you're leaving, she will probably come at We have players See, like Kim. I'm the cat, so I'm constantly knocking things off the, off we, the We do have players like Kim that if you do decide to sneak away with all of our secrets that she will hunt you down and kill you. She did it. She wanted to do it to her husband. And if she'll and do we it to her husband, to stop her. Yeah, if she'll do it to her husband, she'll you do it to no any chance. of you. Yes. So I understand your point of view, but I still think that there needs to be a risk reward. And I'm not saying why. Why does it have to be death though? Well, like, death is the most final take thing. Take my arm. Take my gear. Oh, he's done that. I've done that. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it should be more than just that's it's a very simple thing i'm like death boring whatever i, I don't disagree like, with that take statement away i don't know something well like, i can make you suffer in a myriad maybe of the ways the character gets maimed or well that wasn't necessarily the point or, of what i was saying though i was saying that it is too easy to not die in this game it there is so many different ways to come back from like, the brink of death i think it might be because the well for as far as dice rolls the number of dice rolls is dice suck sometimes they can and giving you more than one is probably a good idea so as far as like the different amount of uh, spells uh jeff was talking about how revivify um, revivify and all that stuff exists well if if you want it to be less common then make that stuff really rare like not everybody knows it that'd be really hard to do mechanically it would why because it would. Because well, it's, it's just like you like if you're playing a campaign that's low magic, you just don't have a lot of magic items around. It's tougher Certain now. Spells that just weren't shared, or just they're so high that just now the the knowledge is lost. Or it's this is a storytelling thing. Most you classes kind of make it up. Most classes have a healing ability. My well, healing ability, sure. And most classes can buy a healing potion. But right now, our party does not have anyone with resurrection. Uh, yeah, the, Hank. Yeah, uh, not Hank. Uh, Havoc. Havoc. I always forget he's a cleric. I don't Havoc. think Havoc has resurrection. Yeah, he, 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 he just, can memorize he just, it. He just used it on the. But he can memorize. Uh, I it. think he has raised dead, Uh-oh. which is a well. It's still resurrection. It's lower level though. But it can't do all the big things that true resurrection can. But he does and, not have true resurrection. And but, Kim has re reincarnate. Yeah, which, which you end up being a dwarf. I think would be awesome. I, I like that flavor. Wise. I would love yeah. if I ever get 
killed and you want to resurrect me, use reincarnate. Well, we've already brought your character back as something else. Remember? Well, that was a different character. I that know. was Belkis. And that's he right. didn't he got turned into a dragonborn because Jeff doesn't know his left from his right. That's correct. But that's so okay. Cog doesn't know his left from his right. Cog, you're but right. Beyond that, I, I, I think that my point was hindered a little bit. I, I think they've made they've nerfed it and made it a little too easy. There's really no reason to have hit points at a certain point. If you don't go to zero and die, there's no sense in having hit points. It it's a scale. And they've made that scale much broader now. Well, I, I, I think that this next generation coming into Dungeons & Dragons is along the lines of it's a story. And we want to keep our characters. And to combat that and to help that... Um, True heroes die. Maybe, maybe wizards put it easier in there to, be, to, to live um, because of rules lawyers. Because now you can't rules lawyer the fact that your character's dead, that's it, no more. If it opens up the opportunity that if the DM wants a character back, or if a character really, or if a player really wants their character back, there's the option. And we, as as house rules, we can always house rule that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, if you want to go as rules as written, maybe, but, uh, like, just, it's it's a it's a modular thing. There, there's rules, are they're not... I mean, they're not like, hard and fast. Yeah, like if you want to adjust it and make it harder, then you can. We have if, slightly. No, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know in a system that can that should flux with bringing in other systems and bringing in other house rules and, and all of that. I I don't I don't agree with that sentiment because you have the ability to adjust it. I understand. I get it. All right. Next up is Chip. Um. So. Um, a lot of us are a lot of us are longtime older gamers, and we we grew up in the, the the era where it wasn't cool to be to be gamers. And um, over the last say I don't know decade, it's kind of hit mainstream, and it's you know there's a a large contingent of players out there, and and like, uh, it's like famous people, voice actors, actors. Like it's they play everybody plays D and D. There's podcasts and they YouTube it, and it's become this mainstream thing where it's you know it's not like you're hiding in your mom's basement, you know, a, a, afraid to tell people that you play this thing. It's now like you know that's something you share like as a badge of honor, and you find more like everybody plays now. Like it's not just. It's not hidden anymore. It's not. It's it's out there, and it, it feels like I, I don't know. I feel I feel this like strong sense of uh, family uh, camaraderie. No, just this like I, I we went through vindication. We went through yes, we went through, and we kept it alive, and it got to the point where it's now okay, and everybody's doing this, and and you don't have to be ashamed, and you're just you're out, and you're you're D and D players. Oh, so I think back in the day, like whenever I was growing up. If you mentioned to somebody last week in the 1990s, thank you for making that joke. Back then, back then. Back in my day in the 90s, Bill Clinton was president. Come on, roll your 20 already. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, It was uh, made of wood. (laughs) Um, It was very intolerable for somebody to kind of just bring across, like, hey, I have a couple Pokemon cards. You want to see it? Now it's like, hey, like, what kind of minis do you have? It's more acceptable for everybody. You know what I mean? The same specs of. What we all like. It's cool to play D and D. It now. is. It is. It's cool to be a nerd. Yeah. We finally came at it. Yeah. You know, we're we're out of the closet. Now, I, why? 
what changed? It's because of the celebrities, the all the stuff that went down with it. Every every aspect grows into it. You know, nerds like the candy. Yes. That they, they, they have. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure that was abundantly Josh, clear. I, I don't think that was the reason. Yeah, I, I wasn't saying no, we were candy. No, but 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 they never. We're pretty sweet, but, but we're not tasty. Candy. But D and D has never did anything with a food company before. They have a a D and D thing with nerds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they have other stuff like now or later they have stuff with D&D too. We're mainstream. Honestly, D&D is no, mainstream. No, that's uh, the the internet and social media right. and YouTube and Twitch like in the um uh, what's her name? Um uh, Will Wheaton and uh Felicia Day and yeah. like they started some stuff and then the what is it? Matt Mercer and the Critical Role guys. Joe Sarah Manganella. Like yeah, it's Joe it's Manganella. mainstream. They talk about it and they're like we play. Rah. So I, I think a lot of this also comes down to 5th edition. D&D uh, &D 5th edition really simplified the rule sets, even though it made death hard to occur. Wait, wait, can I, like, get... It's not necessarily simplifying. It took the best things of all of the editions and made a one kind of... I don't want to use perfect, but that's the word that's on my head right now. Okay, I, I wouldn't go with perfect, but I, I no, feel like term. it 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 it, it uh, clarified and simplified how a lot of the rules work and uh although pretty much no one played fourth edition uh in three and 3.5 because it sucked every, that's not true they played it but they didn't okay. like it uh in three and 3.5 everything was defined and in fifth edition i think they really pulled out uh, a lot of that nitty-gritty and they left it open for you to interpret rather than defining Oh, if you're going to do a wrestling role, you must do this. The first uh, rule of this edition is have fun. Yes. And I think that really helped open it up to a lot of people. And then I agree with Chip, what he was saying, that it, uh, you, bringing in the social media and the fact that uh, people could use it and, uh, and, and use it as an outlet and, and play it in, in many formats really opened it up to a much wider audience. So those two things combined, to me, is why it's become so popular and, 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 and proliferated so much. So now I'm seeing we have two different kinds of older gamers. We have the older gamers that are, we went through hell to play this game. You need to earn your stripes, kid. You do. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't like that. Which no, one do you like think that. I am, Ken? Oh, you're, you're the cool older gamer. You're okay. like, hey, you're buying cookies. Do you play D&D? &D? Come play with me. But now you have the other set of older gamers that are... Yeah, we went through hell, but we're so happy that you don't have to. And right, we will right. do whatever we can to yeah. get you into this game. Here, you want a free set of dice? Here, I'll buy you a set of dice. And I think there's still that one group that, ah, oh, they're just making it miserable for people. And it's it's nerds turning on nerds. And it's like, yep. no, man, Nerd no. hate. Let's, I don't understand that. But I don't need a topic. I think that a lot of uh, what brought this in it's just pop culture in general had a massive shift ever since, what, the mid-2000s? You know, when Marvel movies became a big thing and The Walking Dead and comic books started making it into the mainstream. It started making uh, people that got interested in that go, huh, what else is out there? I would I, add Lord of the Rings, yes, Harry, Lord Harry of the Potter. Rings, Harry Potter, they were all huge. Oh, that's a, that's a very good point. The, the... The fan, the fantasy stuff. The, the I almost want to probably give some props to the MCU or that that mainstream that nerd them a lot. So it's just a nice, like just easy of access. You can find other nerds really easily now for whatever 
thing you're into. I want to bring one last thing up. We'll close this topic. I think also the pandemic helped yes. us greatly, us nerds, because we had a very defined amount of things that we could do. And it took us to reading and trying to connect on the internet and do the things that we love and keep doing the things I love. But we had to, we couldn't do it in person anymore. So we had to find Roll20, we had to find the games that you guys play, the, the Magic, the Gathering online. Magic Arena. Magic yeah. Arena, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys know more, unfortunately I'm old, and I don't really mess around with electronics, as I try to stay away as much as possible. But that was the resource that we could go to, and we found people that were very interested in the same things we were. And once we did that, that, that had, we couldn't just cold turkey that. Now we're allowed out into the real world. Maybe some of us have to wear masks. Thank God, because some of us are ugly. But beyond that, we're out there in the real world, and we're continuing our life as an individual that wants to play these games. I think to piggyback on to that, when people were stuck at home, and they actually had to be home for an extended period of time, they started breaking out all those old things from their childhood that they loved. Look at uh, Josh, Pokemon cards over the last year. Chip, magic cards. It, oh, uh, it's being, exploded. Uh, painting minis. Like people oh, need yeah. these. Oh, so many minis and paints and, and stuff you could do at home. 3D printers. That became the wave. It really did. Because now you could print your mini at home. <laughs> you didn't have to go to the store to buy it. And hey, then you could hey, paint hey, it. Hey, hey, yeah, well, hey. We'll talk. We're going to talk about that too. Because that's a good topic. But let's not digress anymore. Let's move on. The next one in initiative order is Jeff. All right. I'm going for a fun one that we've actually had uh, debates about after our uh, gaming down at the bakery. I'm going to go with paid dungeon mastering. Oh, no. Yes. So this is the new uh, uh, new thing. Uh, and I, I would say folks like Matt Mercer have kind of uh, opened up this category. And... Uh, there are people that go out and they basically say, I will be your DM for a paid amount of money. And uh, apparently there's a lot of folks uh, with uh, high paying jobs that just don't have the time to go put together a, a group of people to play on their own. So they are now hiring those uh, you know, folks that know dungeon mastering to run that game for them. And they are paying large amounts of money in some cases because they're stupid well wait 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 wait. jeff what do you think about it okay so from my perspective i understand why that exists uh there are i mean there's a lot of people who are introverts that are uh into a lot of this nerdy stuff uh so that paid dungeon mastering brings about the ability for them to literally hire someone to almost be their friend uh and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and That's a really wow. dark way to wow. look at that. Well, you're Mike, selling your Mike. point rather really well. You're doing great at that. Keep going. No. Mike, Mike just gives us cookies. Yeah, really. But uh, but traditionally, I do believe that D and D is is meant to be a communal game that is brought up, you know brought about by a group of people that have like interests. They come together, and and the DM is the person who's putting it together. That extra effort. Uh, to to weave that story together for that group of friends, and that's what we have here in the bakery group. But I can see wh- uh, where some people need that that paid paid dungeon mastering to to occur. I feel that I have been gifted by you three DMing, and if I go to any other DM, 
and they give me some hoopla, shabalaba, whatever, and I say no, and this is how it is, and they, they say no in this book, this is how it is, and I say no, that's that's not how I like it. I like it to be fair. I like it to be fun. I like to be challenged. You know what I mean? And it's and when you go to a different aspect of that kind of game, you don't enjoy it. You have you feel forced to play. And you shouldn't have to feel like that. You should go in there. You should want to do that. You should want to meet up every Thursdays. You should want to do all this. But when people start to pay other people for things, then it becomes a business. And business is business. Not pleasure. Eh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of on the, on the okay with being a paid dungeon master side of things. But I see your point there. That was a good point. What do you have to say, Chip? So it could be quality. Like, we got lucky, and we got you three guys doing stuff. Yeah. Like, not everyone has a Mike or a Ken or a Jeff. Like, like if I can, if if I don't know anybody who's a quality DM, and I can go to some, I don't know, forum and find someone who does it, and I can pay them, and they're really good, then why not? Like, otherwise I'm, you know, the nerd, I don't know, just there's different levels of quality. Like, if you don't know anybody that's really good... Like, I don't want to play D&D and not have fun. So if, if somebody has... And if they have a ton of stuff, if they have, like, thousands of minis and lots of 3D terrain, like, maybe that's the kind of D&D I want to play. Not everybody has that stuff. And if, if I have the money, why not? Like, I'm, I'm paying for a service. I'm paying for someone who's got a lot of skill. Like, hopefully, you know, I wouldn't pay anybody who's, a, you know... A, a hack. A, you know, just a, a beginner... But, like, if they've got, you know, here we go, and they've got stuff laid out, and, like, it's a lot of fun, and they, they, they know their stuff, then, yeah, I have no problems with that concept. Yeah, I guess if my options are paying a DM or not playing, I would consider paying a DM. In what world do you only have the option to pay a DM or play for free? The, the places we are now with the technology and the Internet... We can, at our fingertips, reach out to almost anybody, and everybody wants a DM. Everybody thinks they're a DM. No offense, I'm going to be an asshole here. You shouldn't have to pay for something that should be free. This is intellectual property. This is fun. Um, I understand if somebody wants to make a business out of it, that's cool, but it better be worth it. You better have food, 3D terrain. You better be the most entertaining person that I'd my expectations would be extremely high. Oh, I, I completely agree. If yeah. it's average, like, no, I don't no, see I'm not, the point of pain. You're never but... seeing me again, and I'm going to flame you on the Internet, and I'm going to make sure nobody ever goes to you as well. I, I am very much against paying to do something I love. And it's just, it's my passion. I'm sorry. This is, this, this is the side I have, whether I'm right or wrong. I don't even care. I don't think anybody should have to pay to have somebody show you another world. I don't think you should have to pay for your imagination to be shared how, to somebody. How is this different than a movie? Or reading a book. Because a movie costs a lot of money to produce. Right. And there's a lot of people that touch a movie to make that. Right. There's not, you're, you're, you're collecting miniatures because you want to. You're, you're making you're a story. What you're saying is I can go find, say, uh, Kenny, who is doing his own like fan videos, and I should just that's do that. That's porn, but that's different. No, that's not. That's not, that's not, 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 not that. that. The other thing. I, I, oh, yeah, okay, the other thing. I'd watch been, that. Yeah. It's been quite yeah. a while since I've done it. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but no, but no, I'm, I'm not arguing. I'm not trying to argue the point. I just, I hate it. it it's, it's ingrained into my soul. Lisa wants to talk. Go ahead, Lisa. Yes, go. You want to say something. 
I understand what you're saying. However, with an ad, with the advent of Roll20 and the popularity that it's gained, <laughs> you also have to understand that there's a lot of paid games there. Imagine the people that are in very rural areas that don't have access to a group or somebody that is housebound but really wants to play. Somebody who wants that real quality experience and doesn't want to keep going from group to group to group in Roll20 until they are lucky enough to find a DM that does work. Somebody who cultivates and puts together the proper party that does voice acting, that does the whole nine so that you can enjoy yourself in a in an area where it may not be popular. Well, that's fine. What what I what I think we're speaking of though is the people that charge you three hundred fifty to five hundred dollars a session, and will only take up to four people. They don't provide food. I, I've looked all this up, and it just made me matter and matter as I'm looking it up. Okay, most of these are California, some of them are Florida, they're New York. These people get my get my goat. I can't stand those individuals. There's no way that you could tell me a story, and it's a maximum of four hours, by the way. How are you ever going to play a D&D game in four hours? You got to do what you got to do. I think we're spoiled by you. Um, I think we're spoiled by our group. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We just, we have it really, really good. Um, Anybody that wants to come play... I'll start running games on Saturday, and you could play for free, and I'll DM. Yeah, there's, there's. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, yeah. very, I'm sorry, guys. Be careful really, what you put out there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because uh, I've been a lot, having a lot of people that want to play D and D at the okay. store. And... That's fine. I'll, but, I'll, I'll, I'll run a game at the store. We'll run some games all right, at your we'll store. Talk. Okay. Mike, I absolutely get your point, though. Yeah. I absolutely it's get what your I passion. Love. Go ahead, Liz. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. If Joe Manganiello said yeah you could come play D. you're going to have to pay me though but he wouldn't because he loves the game and he but does it to share devil's no. advocate devil's no. advocate no. I, yeah I wouldn't. if if they were doing tickets like no. a raffle well i'd enter a raffle oh, sure as long as the money went to charity mike oh I, it totally would as long as the money enough. went to charity fair enough i have another question for you yeah just say hypothetically ryan reynolds was running a okay yeah, 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 yeah what do you want me to pay i'm out yeah 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 He's, he's my hall pass. I have no gay bones in my body, but I would surely take care of that man. Absolutely. Yeah. So, sorry. All right. Sorry, we did digress. <laughs> We're leaving that one in. We are absolutely leaving that one in. Holy shit. Uh, we are going to Lisa. Lisa, oh, my turn. you rolled initiative next. You are next up in combat. All right. So since I didn't talk about this subject the first time, I'm going to bring up women in gaming. So... When I was coming up in the 90s, it wasn't common to see girls doing things like video games, like role-playing, uh, magic. That was all very much so a guy's set thing. When I role-played, there was only me, maybe one other girl, if I was lucky. Now it's almost like um, a renaissance for women in gaming. It's with role-playing, you're seeing so many more females that are getting involved with video games. You're now seeing uh, stars on Twitch and on TikTok and all those places. It's a golden age. I I wish that I would have been around to, with other females, to appreciate this advent of women in a in a at that time largely male dominated field um 
So hot bucket and topic, what we, do you guys think? We had a rule for a long, long time down the game uh, that no women were allowed. Now, here's the issue. No women weren't allowed, and hopefully you'll back me up because my wife's here, Ken. No women were allowed because we had girlfriends. I think it had to do with the fact that if there was another girl down at the game, our girlfriends probably wouldn't have wanted us to be there with that other girl. I think some of it had to do with the fact that we had some guys down there that would... They would make they so would much do, slobber on the table that yes, we wouldn't be able to roll our dice. They would do anything for those women, include cheat for them or give them this. It would it would very out, it would outbalance the game. Uh, that being said, 21-year-old Ken thought the solution to that was banning women from the game. Uh, Ken has grown up a little bit and realized yeah, instead that... Instead of it being about you... It, Getting it, your shit together, so that yes, you can be exactly. All yeah, it was absolutely about me or other guys having the problem, not about the women being the problem. And twenty-one-year-old Ken didn't know how to deal with that. He didn't how, know how to how process. Do I give you that. a high five on camera or on this thing? Well, people know. Like, no, uh, no, you. That's that's a, that's it. You nailed it. Like, yeah, but I, I should have nailed find... it a lot longer ago. Than... Well, no, for sure. But like, it's we all have to learn, though. Yeah, and we learned like... with time that. That was a dumb move you and put stupid. That very succinctly is what I'm trying. Instead to say, of like, you know, we 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 did bring a girl down to the game once. That and, was a nightmare. And three guys tripped over themselves to give that girl whatever she wanted. And 21 year old Ken thought the solution was to get rid of the girl. Right. And 39 year old Ken realizes now that no, the solution was those guys are the problem. In in our defense, generally as man defense, because I'll defend men here. There weren't a lot of women asking to join the game. There weren't a lot of right. women that came out as nerds openly back then. Um, trust me, we tried. We would have taken anybody. <laughs> we would have taken, <laughs> honest to God, we would have taken people with no arms, no legs. We would have, we'd have set them on the table. We were at a point oh, where... Oh, Art. Matt. That's uh, okay. <laughs> oh. But, but anyway, but we would have done it. And you write yeah, the time down. <laughs> write the time down. I'm going to start back with when we take it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was gold. Wow. We should leave it in, but we can't, can we? I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But we would have taken anybody. I swear we would have. And it, it's, I'm not trying to defend us. We made bad decisions. From my perspective, I'll tie this back to a, uh, Hi, a, a previous topic that we had, was that uh, the increase in popularity of D&D, I think that also combined with the, the past decade or so, the push in STEM to be done, uh, science, technology, engineering, and math to be done by women in general, uh, has really opened up that opportunity for women who always were there. It's not like they all of a sudden just flipped the switch and they wanted to do this stuff. Uh, that that uh, audience was always there. And it just, it, it allowed all of those things merged together to allow women uh, to come into this area and not be ostracized or uh, or the exception uh, to the rule and to really join in and, and participate in all of this stuff with everyone accepting it. I'm 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 processing this, but how much like you said, uh, six eighteen year old Ken was not ready for it, but thirty nine year old Ken was ready, and I'm wondering how much of that is part of the. I don't want to give men too much credit, but I'm wondering if that was just as 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 we matured as as 
gamers matured and there were the ones realizing what you just said that that's what like helped a little bit of it or and then more of the I, I don't want to give men too much credit here but like I wonder if that's part of it like you realize that it's your your part of the problem and it's not oh yeah it's not the other gender it's it's you being unable to you know process that stuff properly I would partially agree with you on that just coming up from the early days you know men have greatly evolved in gaming you still have those old timers philistines yeah and it's as, as a woman you almost have to justify your nerdiness for lack of a better you have to defend yourself when you go not not your store and i'm, I'm letting you talk trust me when you go into a comic book store not his comic book store aren't Woo-hoo! you aren't you questioned uh, like when, when you're like asking about walking dead comics like you you get people that try to test you i've seen oh, it yeah. and and it's great to see you just stomp their brains in but that's the thing though like because i grew up in that environment you have to be on the game. You have to know everything. You have to be informed because people just refuse to believe that that uh, there are girls that just aren't Disney princess, hello kitty, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just this, there's some men that it's just, you have to constantly justify your likes. And mad props to you and your store, honestly. Because you, you're you're all guys that work there. I'm sure you've had women in the in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you guys give everybody a fair shake. You treat everybody fairly and evenly. That's why we only shopped at your place because you you knew your shit. You were super nice. You were super informative. And you when when Lisa would come in, you'd say, Hey, did you see da 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 da? You know, you guys were talking over my head because I'm a nerd, but... Yeah, I'm, we just, we want to be accepting. We don't want to, like, put up a gate or any kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to pass a test. It's like, if right. you're into it, you're into it. Whatever level, yep. whatever, you know, where you're, whether you're at the beginning or, you know, fully, like, I know everything about Walking Dead. But it's, it's like, we just, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere and we want you on our team. So one of my favorite things that I enjoy the most is sometimes Mike has, like, Magic the Gathering on on occasional weekends on on saturday so we get together we throw down some magic you know but um my girlfriend does not know anything about magic or dnd but she stopped down one night oh yeah that was a fun night uh, yeah and all right (laughs) (laughs) i didn't i mean that was a fun night too that's 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 great but um but uh mike gave her a goblin deck my goblin which is ridiculous oh, I heard this story. and it's ridiculous and i was playing I, I can't even remember like some jank deck no you were playing a deck that could kill everybody down there <laughs> that's why i gave her the goblin deck but you're don't, right don't downplay this all right this, all this right you were playing man. an unbelievably right. devastating i deck. was playing a really good deck however uh like i said not knowing anything that what she was doing she was looking at pictures and she's like oh this is cute this is cute but no, she, she did very well. Do not diminish no, her talent. Absolutely. She learned very quickly. No, at first, I think she felt uncomfortable. She did. So she, she was did. looking at the pictures right. and trying to justify what they do. Yeah. And everything. So, but anyhow. I'm a good teacher, especially when it comes to women. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Write that down. 
There we go. Nope. Seventeen. Nope. Nope. Big one. Not make the Jesus, I am Jesus, no. circling that one. <laughs> no. Extra, extra entity. But I enjoyed her being down and enjoying my hobbies as well. Yeah. She kicked my asshole mm-hmm. up and down. She sure did. But however, three times. But but the joy in her face by doing that. By just that split moment, that in pure enjoyment is what she felt, what I always feel when I when I go down and I play magic and I play D D, she finally felt what it's like to be welcomed as as a nerd, quote unquote, what it's like to be victorious mm-hmm. and 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 really humble and you know what I mean? I, I like no, that. Yeah. It, I get it. Yeah. We so, we got my daughter into everything. Yeah. She plays D and D, she plays magic. Yeah. Uh, she has a f- couple killer decks of Squirrel. magic. Yeah, squirrels are ridiculous. Yeah. She has cats. They're terrible. Cats. I don't want to play against some of her decks. Neither I do don't I. like it. She uh, <laughs> she beat Chip. Yeah. She beat Chip with his squirrels last time we played. And yesterday. she is unmerciful. No, she, no. she will laugh no. at you yeah, while yeah. she's killing you. Smile. Yeah, you will beg her, just give me one more turn. She's a 19-year-old that looks like she's 12. <laughs> and she... And she will slowly take the knife out of your stomach after you didn't realize she put it and in. And laugh at and you while she does it. The yeah, whole sure. Time. Where'd my liver go? Yeah. Well, she's eating it. It's on the black market. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's 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 her joy. And I love it. Yeah. So Lisa, as the woman here, final thoughts on women in gaming. Sum us up. Tell us we're idiots. Do your thing. No, I mean everybody evolves. You know, some there's the rare occasion of people that don't. But to see women be more accepted and take larger roles in all aspects of gaming has been wonderful to watch. I'm so happy that my 19-year-old daughter gets to live in a world where women don't have to justify themselves for their nerdiness. She can just be. And I think that's the entire generation. They just allow everybody to be whatever the hell they want to be. It's wonderful. Acceptance. Yes. So for me, it's like playing with just a bunch of dudes is like being in a black and white film that's silent. And when you start bringing in other genders, other other races, you add color and techno color and in Adobe surround sound. You get different sound. perspectives. You get, it just fleshes it out and it's so much more interesting and fascinating. It's not just, oh yeah, you're a dude over there or whatever. But I don't know. I love dudes too, but. Especially Josh. We know. Thank you. Well, cool. you can't yeah. help but love Josh because he's so damn gorgeous. Oh, so sexy. Uh, Look at those arms. He's pretty hot. This is yeah. like the fourth time he made me blush. Speaking of Josh, <laughs> speaking of Josh, you're up next. So I want to go talk about character creation and kind of how you kind of developed like a backstory and kind of made your character who he is. Like so, what influenced us? Yeah. Yeah. What inspired us to make our character? Yeah. What inspired to make yours? Well... His name's Bjorn, and he is like a Nordic kind of Vikingish creature. What does Bjorn mean? It means bear. Yeah. And I love, 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 love bears. No clue why. Just kind of just. It's just your thing. Huh? Just kind of like my thing. Um. So I enjoy like Norse mythology. I love Greek mythology. I love all the pantheons involved in all this stuff. I, I built my character off of stuff that. I enjoy and stuff that influences me as a person. So, I mean, everyone's going to have their own little like, salt and pepper deal with their kind of 
character creation, but I love how people develop their characters. Like, like Chip, you developed... Uh... <laughs> Don't pick me. <laughs> I, I like cats, and I like 80s cartoons, and I wanted to play a tabaxi he basically made a thunder i made yeah. a thundercat yeah. but like <laughs> so. just some of the stuff that people create but that's awesome yeah it is that's, awesome. no, that's, that's where i came i from. love it yeah I, that's i i love it like near and dear like if like, i could make voltron i'd have voltron die uh we'll have <laughs> cog can be the black line true like like cog he is extremely smart in in, in real life and he developed cog because that is jeff well, well what, jeff what were your yeah. influences so I, I i would say mine mine's a little different that uh, Cog is the, the most close to me character that I've ever made. In the past, I've always done. Does he wear khakis? I, mm. <laughs> Cog doesn't wear pants. Mm. <laughs> One can only wish Ooh, his la, player la. did the same. In, in the past, I would say I did a lot of characters that were the opposite of me. You know, they were the the daring rogue or or the elf ranger that could you know make any shot and that kind of thing. Uh, Cog is is straight. He is a warforged, but I am an engineer at heart. He is literally the closest to me. Now, I will say, I, I generated that character after talking with Mike about what all is in already in this group, and there already was a cleric, there already was a rogue, there was fighters, rangers, all this stuff. So I was and like, an awesome paladin, and and in an awesome paladin. Wait, and, wait, who's that? Which one? And I wanted to generate Thunder. something that was different that would also uh, complement the party. And Eberron, Rising from the Last War, had just come out. And the Artificer class, now it's gone through numerous iterations, but that was kind of the first officially accepted version of it. And I said, hey, why don't I try this? And we talked and we came up with this backstory for it. But yes, uh, COG is, is purely based on intelligence. It's, it's straight uh, generated off of things that I know. And, and I really play into it because he's the character that most aligns with what I am in real life. So it's a little bit different from that aspect because I'm not playing something that I'm not. I'm playing something that I am. Well said. Oh, well, um, I can honestly say with Lilith, uh, it was a cross between uh, Crazy Cat Lady and Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, you were really into archery at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yourself, like Lisa the person yeah, shot archery. I, yeah, I I shot competitively. We Mike and I were both coaches for for Joad, and that's how we met Matt, and that's how we met Todd. And just that that aspect of being that awesome archer, but also having like this almost hoarder like need to collect animals, I just thought was an interesting angle to it. Now with Trixie, I'm I like I love drag queens. And I just wanted to pay homage to that. Like Lily and I are both uh big fans of drag. So just the ability to uh play that that drag queen character that that we've loved for years was so much fun just that i like the idea of paying homage through a character Mm -hmm. and uh trixie's actually sort of loosely based off of trixie mattel who was a season seven per uh participant and uh all-star winner of rupaul's drag race who does a ton of youtube videos and everything i just found her to be hilarious and sarcastic and biting and i just wanted that like same experience i like to develop characters as they go along um 
I have a lot of outside interests. I love Greek mythology. I love Persian mythology. I like Norse mythology. Um, I'd say I love pop culture television. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, shows like Vikings yeah, love it. was fantastic. Amazing. Shows even like Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um, even though it's not set in fantasy, it could definitely be a D&D campaign. Mm-hmm. There are so many great television shows and pop culture ideas that you can use to influence your role-playing game. Uh, I guess with Belkis, um, I wasn't prepared to play a cleric. I didn't have the idea to play a cleric. I just tried to play that character to be a helpful character. I didn't want him to be the main focus of the group. I didn't want him to be the all-star. I wanted him to just be a support character, and I think I did that well. Um, Hank? You as a person always help people when you see they need help. So I try. You mm-hmm. you jumped in yeah. and played a role-playing character like you play yourself. Yeah. So I, is it you or your character that's just so honest and carefree with information with NPCs? With Balkis? Is that you or Balkis? Well, that was actually a characteristic I took from one of my older characters uh, that we played in Rifts. His name was Apollos, and he would not lie. Absolutely, under any circumstances, would not lie. And he wasn't a good guy, per se. He was uh, for the greater good. He just thought that lying was something cowards did, and he was brave enough to tell the truth and deal with the consequences. And we played that in so many situations that totally screwed him and the group over, but he always figured out a way out of it. I thought it was a fitting characteristic to bring over to Belkis being a uh, life cleric of Illmater. Um he tended to be a good guy. He was against lying. Uh, that did put the group in precarious situations at times, yeah, but that's just opportunity for fun role play. No, absolutely. Definitely. For yeah. Hank, Hank, I wanted to do the exact opposite. He's not much of a combatant. He doesn't like to fight. He doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He wants other people to do it for him. And he lies, and he cheats, and he steals from people he doesn't find worthy of his honesty. Not from the group. No, he absolutely will not steal from the party. Like I said in, I think... Well, I think I said in an episode or two ago, I plan on getting in trouble that's way over my head, and I'm going to need the party to protect me (laughs) from that trouble. Um... So, I, yeah, I guess I pull from my own life. I pull from TV shows. Uh, I just sort of come up with a one basic idea and run with it. Figure it out as I go. Yeah, Mike? You know, I got to say, too, real fast about your character, Ken, is that, you know, he's he's also reliable in a way as Belkis was, too, because, you know, if we need something, we can just say, like, hey, Hank, can you go get this? And be like, yeah, but you owe me a favor. You don't owe me gold. You just owe me a favor. Yeah, favors are worth more than money sometimes. That's right. I think he learned that from Grandma. Yeah, well, <laughs> favors are worth more worth more than money most of the time. Mike, what about you? Well, I, I DM mostly because I do. So when I do have a chance, when I've always had a chance to play, I always wanted to play a paladin. And not until too long ago, paladins had to be lawful stupid. I won't say lawful good. <laughs> you hate that. I hated that. And lawful stupid's a wonderful alignment if you want to play it. I do not want to play that. It's very difficult to play a lawful good character because lawful good, because I'm real strict on alignments, if you defeat an unbelievably dangerous enemy, you have to take him into local authorities. You have to give every bit of gold back to the individuals uh, that you think own it. And you're going to be taken advantage of quite a bit in this game if you're lawful good. You're going to uh, find a bandit cove and you're going to defeat them all because you will. 
And then you're going to tie them all up and take them into the constabulary. And then you're going to give all that gold and tell the people that are in charge there, the sheriffs or whatever you want to call them, that we found all this treasure and beautiful magical items. They must be this towns. And they're going to say, oh, don't worry, we'll get them to who needs to get them. And they're going to take them. Because they are not lawful goods. That is right. And so lawful good will, will be taken advantage of. So I digress slightly. I don't want to play a lawful good paladin. But guess what we don't have to do anymore? Play a lawful good paladin. So I play a chaotic good vengeance paladin of tear and uh it's somebody that is not me it's somebody that can right wrongs that can do the things that he needs to do he doesn't have to worry about consequences he can he has a group of people that he trusts around him and he's he's handpicked in his mind at least uh that he knows can get the job done if they need to do it and will be there no matter what and uh, i enjoy the fact that he has a set of his own roles and standards and uh, he tries to abide by them as much as possible and do whatever is good no matter what it takes and he will go to any extent or length to help his friends get what they want as well he is not above unfortunately stealing cheating um, evil people um, he is not he's not going to stop uh, He's going to kill undead. He's not going to take anybody in if he doesn't have to that is truly evil into justice. The justice that he will bring them is the death from tear. He is uh, an individual that has been, in his mind, wronged, which he has because of the story that we've woven. And he's a vengeance paladin. He's a vengeance paladin. Um, He has a long-term goal to eventually go back and uh, find the duke that he worked with and make sure that he is no longer in power. But that's that's far away. Um, I have a bunch of different... I, I patterned him out. And when I patterned him out, I have now reached what I want. And I am extremely happy with the character. What about you? Um, I I love Bjorn. I, I think he's right where I want him to be in, in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to progress him too much, if that makes sense. I want him to stay in his alignment, and it, my, his alignment's neutral, and I like to keep him that way. But you know that he's going to progress whether you want him to or not. That is correct. I mean, that's just the way of life in general, too. But I want him to just kind of remain sane and true to his word, like he like he always was. Like, you know, um, like Madam Greycloak, not trying to give a lot of stuff away, but Madam Greycloak took me into this party and she given me information to tell you guys and it put me to detriment too because you guys could have done one of two things either kill me or accept and Bjorn kind of just said hey listen I'm going to do it this way and I'm going to be fine I'm going to give you a shout out because this is really cool and this is role playing you had a boss that got you into this group basically to spy on us you know that everybody in the group knows and I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know correct um, and you saw the things she does now firsthand, and you're actually changing your mind about how you feel about her. Yeah, because me and Cog had to go do something so far. What was even before that? It was. It was. It was way before. It was when Althea and and Bjorn and Comet and everybody else was there, too. We, 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 we developed a, a background with that. I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? I'm going off candy here. No, no, it's fine. But... Uh, I, I did trust her at the time because that was my leader. That's somebody who it was a higher power. But now I'm not too sure. You know what I mean? Which is great 
doubts are wonderful for a DM. I love that. I love infighting. I love doubts. I love second guessing. I love all of that. And it shows that you're having growth as a person and a character. Yeah. And, yeah. and it shows that you're ingrained in this game and you're actually thinking about it when you're not sitting there at the table. Bjorn is slowly becoming Josh. Good. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. As we move on in initiative order, we have... Oh, me. I rolled, I rolled a four. It's my turn. All right, guys, I hate to cut this short. We're going to have to do a two-parter here because we are having too much fun, and we're just going to keep this rolling. Thank you for listening. This has been Rolling with the Party. Uh, you're with the Bakery Crew here. I'm Ken. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. This is Chip. I'm Lisa. And we will be back with our continuation of this same conversation in just a little bit. Thanks for listening.